Join us now for Call to Worship, dedicated to presenting the truth of God's Word. Call to Worship is sponsored by Zion Chapel. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 19. Therefore thus saith the Lord, If thou return, then I will bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take the precious from the vial, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them return unto thee, return not thou unto them. We have to stand in regard to the teaching of creation and the life evolution. We have to stand, we have to call the nation and even part of the church to repentance when we do not acknowledge God as our creator and promote the lie, the foolishness of evolution which is being done. 
I would like to read from God's Holy Word, different verses that we have. As we saw in a recent time, the way of God's creation as creating the heavens and the earth. Today I would like to read God's creation of man and a number of scriptures that deal with that, beginning with Genesis 1, 26. God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. This is what we must believe. Let's pray that we will believe it rightly to the glory of God. And as Paul gives warning, if we don't give God glory as the creator, our foolish hearts are darkened. Let's pray. Our Father, we come to thee as our creator, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of man, the creator of all things, and help us again to return to it and to turn away from the lie, the foolishness of evolution that's being taught so many places, and the foolishness of how old the world is, billions of years, which there is no proof for and no history of. We do have the history of thy creating the world. In the beginning, thou didst create the heavens and earth, In the beginning, thou didst say, let there be light, and there was light. We know that from then on, there was both light and darkness, the seasons of the year, and also the cold and the heat, all these things in thy creation, and the way that thou dost order them, and they have continued unto this day. And we pray that we might be made to recognize it, that we will know that thou art not only our creator, but our lawgiver, and that we have broken thy holy law in such a terrible way. Thou hast said thou shalt not murder, and we have murdered the unborn by the millions, and we fear judgment will come on our nation because of it. We can only cry out to thee that thou wilt make us to see it, and there might yet be a time of humbling, a time of repentance, a time even of turning away from it, if that's possible, from the awful way of abortion every day. They, two or three thousand, are murdered in their mother's womb, and we pray that we might have a time of respite, a time of mercy, of judgment that we do fear will come. And we pray above all that in our time that we have, we might be made right with thee as sinners through Christ and have the new creation of he being created in us as the Savior of sinners and also creating us unto good works, that that may take place much more in the present and the future than it has in the past. We ask it all through Christ, also the forgiveness of our sins, and asking for the temple needs of those that need to be met as well, the many needs that there are throughout the world. We ask it all and give thanks in Christ's name. Amen. We have read this scripture. God created man in his own image. He stated it. Christ and the Father speaking it together. Let us make man. Then we read, Father, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. We don't know exactly what is meant by that in God's image. We know that man was created upright and man soon fell into sin. But here we have the beginning of mankind. Then going on to Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, 
in the day when they were created. Male and female created them. And that's what we must accept. If we are a male, we should accept God's calling for us. And if we're a female, we should accept that. And that is not accepted very well today. There's much complaining. There's much wanting to change it. And there's much that is done to change from one to the other. The transgender thing is a terrible thing, especially when they not only think it, but when they try to change their body. It's awful. And we need to see it as a terrible thing. Pray against it and pray that our government will pass laws that will not be allowed, even though a great part of our government is spending much money on promoting it to the hospitals and to the educational institutions. Then going on to Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, in the image of God created a man. Exodus 4, verse 11, who hath made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb, or deaf, or the seeing, or the blind, have not I the Lord. Going on to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32, since the day that God created man on the earth, he has done that, and it has remained that way. Children are born, male and female. And we will read more of that later, of how God knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Deuteronomy 32, verse 6, Do you thus requite the Lord, O foolish people, and unwise? Is he not thy father that have bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Then he forsook God which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Of the rock that begot thee thou art unmindful, and hast forgotten God that formed thee. God formed all of mankind, but he especially formed the people of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, for a special people. Then going on to Job chapter 10, verse 8, Thy hands have made me, and fashioned me together round about, Thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Thou hast clothed me with skin and teeth, and hast fenced me with bones and sinews. Thou hast granted me life and favor. Thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. Psalm 119, verse 73, as well as Deuteronomy 32, verse 6. Job, chapter 12, verse 10 in whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. It's not only that God created us, but it's in him that we live and move and have our being, as Paul spoke to the Athenians, as we'll see later, recorded in Acts. Also Job chapter 31, verse 15, And they did not make me and fashion me in the womb. And Job 27, verse 3, All the while my life and my breath is in thee, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. Job 33, verse 4. The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Job acknowledged that, and so should we. He made us. He has a right to call us to obey Him, and to recognize Him, and even do as He said, to love Him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. He is the potter, and we are the clay. Going on to Job 34, verse 19. How much less to him that accepteth not the person of princes, nor regardeth the rich more than the poor. 
for they are all the work of his hands. God doesn't have to mow for people, but we have to mow for him. He made all rich and poor, princes and poor people, other than the way he made them. Job 38, verse 36. Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, and who hath given understanding to the heart? In our natural way, we read in Psalm 14 and Psalm 53, there's none that understandeth. But God can put understanding in our hearts. The Lord Jesus did it himself with the apostles. The afternoon or evening of his resurrection, he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. That's basically the same thing as what Christ said to Nicodemus. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When we're born again by the Holy Spirit, then we begin to understand and we begin to see rightly the kingdom of God. Going on to Psalm 33, verse 15. He fashioned their hearts alike. He considered all their works. Psalm 86, verse 9. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee. That is going to take place one day on the day of judgment, as we again see a little bit later. Here in Psalm 95, verse 6. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. And we know that every knee will bow at the time of God's judgment. Psalm 94, verse 9. He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? And then Psalm 95, verse 6. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. The psalmist is saying that to you and me. Daniel did that three times a day toward Jerusalem, kneeling before the Lord. And we may believe praying for Jerusalem. The psalmist is saying to us, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Certainly, as I get older, it's hard to kneel and hard to get off my knees, but we can humble our hearts before the Lord, be thankful to Him for what He gave us, and know that through Christ, He will meet our every need, that in Christ Jesus, He gives us everything that we need for body and soul. We are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added if we seek it in Christ. Psalm 100, verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Very plainly stated. It is he that made us. He made us in our mother's womb. Our mothers were the means of it, but it was God's plan and purpose. And he is the one, as we can see by the history of Jacob and Rachel, the history of Isaac and Rebekah and others, that God didn't give them children. And then later, he did give them children, that he made us. The children that were born were God's plan and purpose. Psalm 139, verse 13. Thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. There we have very plainly, God possessed us from the very beginning. Even before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us. Psalm 149, verse 2. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. We need to acknowledge it. Rejoice in him who made us. 
We are the ones that have been made by God. He is our maker. As we saw a little bit before that, in Psalm 100, we are the sheep of his pasture. Proverbs 16, verse 4. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Proverbs 20, verse 12. The hearing ear, the seeing eye, the Lord hath made both of them. There he speaks much as he did already in Exodus. He made everything in our body. He made us. Proverbs 22, verse 2. The rich and poor meet together. The Lord is maker of them all. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 5. Thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. We are sometimes ignorant and do not acknowledge. Like Israel, we just read about, they forgot God and Jethro waxed proud and waxed fat and kicked. And we are prone to do that and complain the way God made us or what God did for us or in us. But we need to know that God is the all-wise God. He is the creator. And where to do as Ecclesiastes 12 verse 1 states, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. Going on to Isaiah 42 verse 5, He that giveth breath unto the people upon it, and spirit to them that walk therein. The whole earth is his, and he gives breath to the people that are on the earth, as he has created the earth and the heavens, and also mankind. Isaiah 43, verse 1, Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. God made a special nation, Israel, the descendants of Abraham. He blessed them through the years after Abraham lived and gave them the land, later punished them. They were put out of the land for a time, after the time of Jeremiah, and they were brought back then again. And then after the time of Christ's ascension, they were put out of the land again for many, many years. But they have returned, and they have become a nation. As we read with Jeremiah's pen, that as long as the sun is in the sky, Israel will be a nation. And we need to believe that. There are those who don't believe they are a nation special today. They call the church to be there in the place of it. That doctrine or teaching is called replacement theology. But we know that Israel is there today. They have not come back to God in repentance. They have not come back to God through Christ. But they will before the end of time. And as one preacher of a number of years ago said, we can pray for that in faith because it will happen. They will come to acknowledge Christ. They will mourn after him, whom they have pierced. We need to see as Isaiah 44, verse 2, the Lord made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. And he's been doing that. And many times he punishes Israel, but he helps them again and again and again. And he can do the same with us. Isaiah 45, verse 12, I have made the earth and created man upon it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited, and it is inhabited. He took almost everybody away with the flood, except Noah and his family, but 
then again, mankind was born after that, and he created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. Now there are the billions of people on the earth, and I don't know how many there will be when Christ comes again, but what he says here will be done. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. There are those who talk about the climate change and that people will not be able to live, but they will live, and there will be the living when Christ comes again. Isaiah 51, verse 13, Thou forgettest the Lord thy Maker. How often Israel did that? How often I did that? Do things without thinking about the Lord, not living by faith. Living by faith is not just a knowledge of God. A true living by faith is a trust in God. We should live all the time trusting the Lord. That's what it really means when we read, the just shall live by faith. They will live by trusting in the Lord all the way, doing as Solomon said in Proverbs, lean not to your own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy paths. That is the right way, and the wrong way is what Isaiah said here. Thou forgettest the Lord thy maker. And what a terrible thing it is when we do, and the Lord leaves us to ourselves. It gives only regret and sin that needs to be forgiven and confessed. Isaiah 64, verse 8. Now, O Lord, thou art our father, we are the clay, thou art our potter, and we are the work of thy hands. We have to acknowledge that, as the writer of Isaiah did here, and we need to see it with him. Jeremiah 27, verse 5. I have made the earth, the man and the beast that are upon the ground, by my great power and by my outstretched arm, I have given unto whom it seemed mate unto me. What an amazing thing. Not just one man, not just one beast, but millions of people and millions of beasts that are upon the ground. God did it, as we read here by the pen of Jeremiah, by my great power and my outstretched arm. All of them are there in God's hand, even as God asked Job, where were you when I did this, or where were you when I did this, or can you do this or that, even to the animals. But God can, because he did it by his great power as this outstretched arm, and that there's not even a sparrow that falls to the ground without his will, and how much more the other animals and mankind, all there by God's power and God's wisdom and God's care. Daniel chapter 5, verse 23, The God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, thou wast not glorified. What a terrible thing, and that's especially true in the teaching that we're talking about, creation. And that's what Paul complained about when he said, as we have often read it in Romans chapter 1, for the invisible things from him, from the creation of the world, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. And that's what he's talking about here 
when we read that we are there and we do not recognize it as we should. Again, reading that verse from Daniel chapter 5, verse 23. The God in whose hand thy breath is, whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. And that should be a concern today. With all the teaching of evolution, and we're not acknowledging God as our creator, I don't know why the teaching of evolution has taken hold so much. It's foolishness. It's not the way of wisdom, and certainly not the way of God's word, and not even the way of nature, because the heavens do declare the glory of God. We need to see that. We need to rightly recognize it. We need to come back to acknowledging God as our creator, our lawgiver, and only then will we also know that he is our redeemer. So we are guilty. We're very guilty today promoting evolution. Again, the last part of Daniel chapter 5, verse 23, that our ways are in him, hast thou not glorified. When we deny creation, we are not glorifying God. And worse than that, when we don't give him glory, as Paul wrote, we became vain in our imagination and our foolish heart was darkened. And if we profess that the theory of evolution is the truth, as I've heard some professors say, science proves it, professing themselves to be wise, they become fools, as we read in Romans chapter 1, verse 22. And that is there today. We need to see it, and we are guilty that we have not given God glory as we should, and we need to come back to do it. And we need to realize in our confession how we should again Join with those who have said, Thou art our Creator, and it is in Thee that we live and move and have our being, and give praise to God. As we can see, Peter and John did, and others. When Peter and John were punished, they went back to their people, and we read there from Acts chapter 4, verse 24, And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord, and said, Lord, Thou art God. Thou hast made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is. And that's what they did. They acknowledged God and giving him praise and giving him thanksgiving. And then shortly after that, the Holy Spirit was poured out. The place was shaken. And we read from then on, they gave glory to God and were good witnesses of the resurrection of Christ. And all that is there together. And if we fail in one part, if we don't begin with God as creator, we do not have a right beginning. And if we don't have a right beginning, we will not have a right ending. I give warning. If we don't believe in creation, as the Bible simply teaches it, and as the heavens declare it, we are in danger. If we lie about the way of evolution, we are in danger. All liars go to the lake of fire. And we must take warning ourselves, and we must give warning to our friends, to our families, to our churches to exhort one another and call each other to repentance if we have not believed in God as creator and we believe the lie of evolution. We need to come away from having our foolish hearts darkened to come to the light of Christ, who is the light of the world and who must be the light for us to save our soul. Reading again from the song, Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? 
Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Thanks for listening to Call to Worship. If you have questions or comments regarding today's program, you can write to Zion Chapel, 937 Royce Avenue, Holland, Michigan, 49423. Or their email address is worship at calltoworship.org. For more information on Call to Worship and its ministry, visit their website at calltoworship.org. Listen again next week at this time for Call to Worship, sponsored by Zion Chapel. Praise the Lord.